I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk to some of our Briarwood coaches and folks, but Alice Parker, one of our track coaches, is with us. Alice, I'm so excited you're going to get to tell us your story, so thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we did an episode a while back with Aaron Margin, and I can't tell you what an encouragement that was. Uh, you know, I've had children come through that program, and I know what a great job that you guys do. But we talked back then about a couple things. One was, you know, kind of creating a team model with running sports uh, that spans the whole calendar, school calendar, with you guys. Uh, but then also that kind of the mantra of erase all the past records. I mean, all that was so fun to me. And y'all been doing that. You know, you've been involved in that. But uh, before we get to this current uh, season, we just finished with indoor. Love to know a little bit of your background and what got you to Briarwood. Grew up in Mobile and compete or went to school at UMS Wright, which um, in the 90s was a rival to Briarwood. Yes. Um, back when we were in 3A. And um, I ran cross-country, indoor, and outdoor track there and graduated and went to Mercer University over in Macon, Georgia to run cross-country there. And when I graduated, my high school coach, well, I guess before I graduated, my high school coach called me up my senior year and said, what are you going to do after you graduate? And I said, Uh, I don't know, (laughs) Um, but he knew I was an art major with a photography minor, and he said, well, our current photography teacher's getting married, not returning, so why don't you come down here, apply for the job, and come coach with me, and coaching had always been on my radar, but Mm -hmm. no one told me along the way that that doesn't pay the bills, so you need a a real daytime job, (laughs) so I took him up on his offer, and Worked with him for five years, coaching, learned a whole lot because he was my coach um, from 7th to 12th grade. Um, And then getting to work with him was quite an experience. And he's he's still there. Uh, He's in his 51st year of coaching. Um, And my husband's job brought us to Birmingham. So it was kind of devastating for me to Mm -hmm. leave. Not so much for him. Um, But... I thought that when I went to UMS to work that that was my first and last job. Dream job. Yeah. And um, the Lord worked on me, though. Um, We endured some layoffs and, um, you know, just kind of had to work our way through that. And um, after the second layoff, it was the Lord had been working on my heart and um, I was more agreeable to leave my hometown and what I thought was my perfect job and come to Birmingham where there was a better market for what my husband did. And so um, he took a job in April of 2009 and moved up here. Um, and I had we had a two-year-old and a nine-month-old at the time, and we stayed behind and finished out the school year and got our house on the market mm-hmm. and... Um, he couch surfed among a few friends that we knew up here and drove home every weekend to be with wow. us. And um, over the summer, I spent a week, sent the kids to the grandparents and spent a week riding around Birmingham, turning in resumes and um, landed at Briarwood. And they called me up in July, interviewed, 
and the week of in-service, I moved with the girls up here. We found childcare and hit the ground running at Briarwood. And it's been a great run ever since. Yes, I've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to unpack this just a little bit. Okay. Because uh, that's such a, a wonderful story of a journey in faith. And I can't imagine, you know, the two-year-old and nine-month-old. Nine I mean, yeah, that's, I I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, all that's so interesting, you know. But I want to go back uh, at some point, talk spiritual development. But that love of running that led you to be in cross-country in school. Was that something that was earlier than seventh grade or kind of talk me through where that uh, that internal just joy that comes from running, okay. uh, how that got going? Um, I was a ballet dancer from the time you could put a kid in ballet and um, thought I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I think my mom liked it more than I did. And in elementary school, we used to do the presidential fitness test and the mile run was the last event of the week and um i didn't know that i loved doing that right but i had success at it and my pe teacher noticed and um called my parents and was like she's blowing everybody out of the water and she just wants to come to pe every day and run and i think you need to find a club team for her to be involved in and so my my parents were like, what? <laughs> um, but you're a ballerina. And um, ultimately, I had to choose, and I was happy to choose running. And was a part of a um, Parks and Rec team my fifth and sixth grade year. And then when I could join the team at UMS, I um, ran ran for them. So what were your kind of events uh, so- of the for those primarily 800 and up um but i in junior high i was more the two miler miler and then it's hey i need to throw you in a relay because we're short some people and showed some promise with some foot speed so um as i got into high school i kind of became more the 400 800 and then picked up long jump just to have an event um, that didn't stress me out right. and gave me an opportunity to work out with some of my friends that were sprinters and hurdlers. Um, so back then we could do five events total. You could do, I think you could do four running or you could do three running and two field. And, you know, nowadays we're not allowed to do that many. Now, were you one of these solitary runners? You just went out by yourself and ran for miles and miles, or was it uh, community? It it was very team-oriented. Okay, okay, all right. It was also very competitive. Back then, um, I don't know if it's just 90s running culture or coaching or what, but um, we know so much more now, and we we are way smarter at coaching. Right. But as an athlete in the 90s, I just thought I needed to race every practice and that was (laughs) how you trained. Um, And so that was, we'd go out on a distance run and it'd be a progression run. Every mile would get faster because we each were pushing the pace to the end. (laughs) Well, first shoes you ran in and then how has the shoe technology changed? You remember? Oh, the first shoes are shameful. I wore my LA gear high tops (laughs) 
<laughs> to my first practice ever. But I, and then the coach approached my parents and said, she needs real running shoes. Yeah. Um, so my first pair were actually Reeboks. And they burned the bottom of my feet so bad. Mm. So I ended up being an ASICs girl all through high school and mostly through college. Uh, and then I, I think I tried Nike. I wear New Balance now. I try them all, but I prefer New Balance. So. There you go. NIL. We need an NIL <laughs> contract right now for this podcast. <laughs> uh, the superlatives, though, must have been in cross country, though, because that's where you end up going and doing in college. So talk a little bit about that. Um, I... Um, my seventh grade year came in third at the state meet. I think that was the year Michelle Mullis from Briarwood won. Yeah. <laughs> um, then eighth grade, I was second. And then my freshman year, I was state champion. Um, and sophomore and junior year, I struggled with, um, I was anemic, pretty severely anemic for a long time without really knowing what was going on. Um, dealt with some other injuries, having an abdominal tear somewhere along the way. Um, my senior year, I had the worst cross-country season ever. Really? Um, I went from being a scorer on the team to walking at the state meet and being passed by all my teammates and finished. Um, and it was such a relief. Um, I, I don't honestly don't remember exactly what happened, um, but... I had been talking with college coaches, recruiting, and they were like, oh, we just we just can't offer you anything right now. How about that? And so a couple of them were like, well, if you can redeem yourself in track, you know, we can talk. And so that's what I set out to do. I set out to redeem myself. And um, one coach in particular that I was talking to said, if you can match your PRs, we can talk money. So I made that my goal was let's go match my PRs, which were from my freshman year. Um, and I, I was able to do that, um, but he had already given out all of their scholarship money. And um, Mercer was still available. And um, we visited, actually had visited them in the fall and loved it. I loved the coach. He was he was in law school at the time at Mercer, and uh, he had run at UNC Asheville and just had this really awesome passion for the sport and um, just really excited about bringing kids in. It was rebuilding for the girls' team, and that seemed really exciting to me. And um, so they actually had money to offer me, and so... He made it affordable, and so that that's how I ended up at Mercer. So, what what a great story! And I, I'm I'm dying to know how that's impacted you as a coach now, because that experience I'm sure has helped you with other kids now, both you know in their previous stint. But but before we get there, so now add the faith dimension about you know kind of your early experiences with God? You know. um, well, I grew up in a Christian home mm-hmm. and lived at the church, basically. Like, that's where I would say my genuine friends were. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I loved UMS, <clears throat> um, but I feel like I got my, my close relationships really came from church. And it wasn't until later in high school when some of 
my school friends and my church friends started to intersect. And so we, we had a lot of really good accountability um, among each other. We had two really awesome youth ministers that just poured into us. And um, I was confirmed in sixth grade, and I would say that's when I was baptized. I was, right. I was quote-unquote rebaptized, but right. that was when I understood what it meant to be a Christian and who Jesus was and said, mm-hmm. okay, I want to be a part of this, I believe. So you, you're this child of promise, you know, early super success, and then you really start struggling, especially now here your senior year trying to decide what's going to happen. So what was God doing with your relationship with Him through that time that uh, you recall? I, looking back, um, really believe He was saying, that's not your identity, and you have hmm. made it a God in your life. Hmm. And that is not the most important thing. And and so in those two years, two and a half years maybe, um, I was just figuring out, who am I if I don't have running? What what is the Lord going to use me for? Um, but it was just running was just something that I cling to because it it is an individual sport, and I'm a very individual person. <laughs> um, I like being alone, um, and if I'm if I'm with people, then I I enjoy being with people that I can relate to, and a lot of that be, is running or the team or, you know, I love, yeah. I love talking about running. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think in, in that time he was working on me. It, it's okay to have it be a part of your life and for it to be a big part of your life, but it can't be the primary thing yeah. in your life. And you can't always be chasing like number one and times yeah. and yeah. it's not about that. There's so yeah. much more to it um, and to him than just a number and getting a scholarship, yeah. you know. So you've got your own personal experiences of struggling. Sounds like you had an amazing high school coach, this coach at Mercer that you really felt a big part of. So all of that gets put into the soup of who you are as a coach. So kind of describe Alice Parker, the coach now. That's got to have fleshed out and that there's a particular way you can help these runners, right? I think how I probably perceive myself as a coach, my both of my girls run, would they might disagree <laughs> with my assessment. So my high school coach was not a runner. He was a football coach and a baseball player. And so I was actually a part of his first female team he ever coached. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Lots of tears. Yeah. Um, just, you know, there, there was a lot of um, headbutting because he was not gentle in the least because he coached us the way you coach football players. So we got <laughs> yelled at a lot, you know, we got chewed out. But honestly, it it toughened me up. Yeah. And and I even grew up in a family that's like that suck it up mentality. Right. <laughs> Tough it out, figure it out. Um, so I, I only shed tears every now and then. Um, and then having worked with him, honestly going back was like, oh my gosh, what has happened? Like you have softened in your age. Mm-hmm. And um, he was he was still, he still had his, his moments. And so when I worked with him, they always joked, 
good cop, bad cop. So he would make the girls cry, and then I'd come behind. They called me <laughs> Mama Alice, and I would have to clean the tears up. Yeah. Um, and then in, in college, I actually had two different coaches. I had the coach that recruited me for my first two years, and then um, he moved away, and we got um, a new coach for my other two years. And he um, and both were great. They had very different philosophies, but I flourished under both. Um, Ben was young and brought a lot of enthusiasm, and I loved that he'd get involved with us running. And then my second coach was a little bit older and loved the science of it, which that really wasn't my favorite subject. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I would just kind of tune out, like, what's going on in my body when I do this, or what's the purpose of doing this workout? But it also was very fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, And so... I would say like all three of those coaches uh, helped shape who I am. And then working with Tim Marjean, when I first came here, he was the head coach and I, I wasn't super plugged in here. So I didn't really know, didn't really, I hadn't found a voice, my voice right. yet. So I just kind of felt like a glorified cheerleader out there. And I don't even think back then I was really running with the kids either. I was just hanging around him, just absorbing what he was doing and trying right. to learn from him. And he was always really encouraging. He got into the psychology of running. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's what I should have majored in in college. If I'd have known what I know now. (laughs) Um, Because there is so much um, just it's our sport is so mental. And you have to know how to. You can't coach all your kids the same. That's right. And and even in my household, both of my girls have to be coached completely differently. They have to be talked to differently. Um, what motivates them is different. Um, how they receive instruction or or um, encouragement is very different. And so, you know, you just can't blanket coach a team and expect to be successful. You have to figure out the individual and how they respond. Yeah. So... Y'all have had phenomenal success. Uh, I'd like to focus in on this year in particular. So you did so well again in cross country that y'all get the joy of, uh, you know, every every other sport's going back to 5A. Y'all get to stay in 6A. So I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, the cross country season y'all had and then also this great indoor season you're just finishing up. So, Um, Yeah, our girls um, last season after cross country ended we sat them down um in december in aaron in aaron's classroom and said next year is going to be our last year in 6a most likely yeah so let's go get a trophy yeah let's make it a goal this team sitting in here in this room you have the talent to do this and um they all got on board so that that dream of theirs they had that in their mind a whole year in advance, and they knew that even going into indoor of last year, right. that was a, a building block yeah. to getting to where we got this past November. And then same with outdoor, and then really putting in the work over the summer. And they did. They they just they got really really close, especially over the summer. Just they they showed up and they cranked out the miles and. Then once the season started, we got going and we had like our first meet was it was down in Florida. It was a treat meet is what we call it. So if the kids had run X amount of miles over the summer, then they got to go on this treat meet. And I think we took 
almost all of, if not all of our girls. Yeah. Um, and they, they basically f- first meet out of the gate, Saul, um, like season bests for the start of the season, right. you know, not necessarily PRs, but like we were starting way yeah. ahead of where we had started the year before. And we were like, okay, wow. Like, this is awesome. Um, Chickasaw, Mary Grace broke the school record at that meet. And then Bella broke it again at the county meet and then broke it one more time at Jesse Owens. Mm -hmm. Girls have lowered the 5K school record down to 1808. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And so also what's really special about this group is um, the top five in cross-country score and those top five girls that we had we we never had the same top five all season long oh yeah they were mixing it up and and that was really exciting because they they were pack running but pushing each other yeah yeah they weren't holding back and the state meet was really exciting to watch that unfold because they did not cave in to the pressure and we got a little nervous because they got really emotional walking over to the starting line, lots of tears. And we were like, we just Cause that to... whole year of work, you know, now yes. it's about to culminate in that one, yes. one and, race. And they were, <clears throat> I heard some of them say they were worried about disappointment. Yeah. And, and we were like, we just need this race to start. And so, um, we're, you know, praying as a team out in the field and, we, they did a few striders, and that kind of calmed their nerves down. They got on the line. As soon as the gun went off, they got to business. Mm. Like, all of that emotion just went away, and they, they got in the zone, and they, they took care of business and came away with a state runner-up trophy, which is the first time in 6A for us to receive a trophy, and the first time since 2018 um, when we were in 5A, we were runner-up back then. But those... Those girls really brought it that day, and it was so yeah. exciting to watch. And then the the top five average is also a school record. So they they had a record-breaking day that day. Man, that's so awesome. And then that went in right to y'all's indoor. So you, 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 I mean, just had another great indoor season that just finished up. Ansley Murphy set a new school record in pole vault and came in second um, at the indoor state meet. And our girls' 4 by 200 meter team also set a school record in indoor. Um, Lindley, Livy, Kristen, and Anna Reed were a part of that. That was really exciting to watch because they broke 50, and it was just so fun. Well, and, and again, I mean, just a couple of years ago that, you know, Aaron kind of put the challenge to race all these records of the early 2000s, and it's something about you set that as a goal, then next thing you know, guess what? These things start start dropping. It's pretty cool, I think. It you is. Know. It is, and it's they're a lot of fun to work with too. Yeah. When they they don't just feel like they're out there to just kind of do their best. They have something tangible they yeah. want to go after because yeah. um, it's a beast to try to qualify for state, uh, especially in six A. And right. so to have some other <laughs> you know goals that yeah. are super exciting to try and go after, um, it just it brings more people into it and especially with the relays. Um, and it just gets a lot, it gets them all involved with a common goal. I want, I wanted to close with this. Y'all do such, that unique, uh, all night run, 
on the Chief Ladiga Trail. Uh, you've done it two, is it two years it's, now? Yeah, we've done it for two years. Yeah. I'd love for you to tell a bit more about that because that's very unique and it's something that um, that I, I, I enjoy following when y'all do that. And so what we do is um, at the end of the summer to kind of celebrate our end of season, in, end of summer training, you know, kick off into the real season, we take the kids, we take two vans over to Atlanta. It's outside of Marietta is where the Silver Comet Trail starts. And so we pair them off. Um, so everybody always has a buddy that they're running with. And then we take two bikes with us. So you have two adults on bikes. And we started like seven o'clock in the evening and run through the night. And they're handing off um, a little slap bracelet is yeah. the baton. But they'll run anywhere from three to six miles each leg. So all total... Um, you know, they'll run anywhere from 9 to 14, 15 miles. Um, and it's just, it's a really exciting night. Um, <laughs> no one's sleeping. They might catnap, yeah. but um, Aaron, Jody, and Justin and I are wide awake. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. They, it's a good opportunity for them to bond together and experience something totally unique and yeah. not time related necessarily even though this this year we said let's go break our record and we we broke it by a good bit because you're starting in georgia but you're ending mm-hmm. near aniston correct right and yeah. then is there a is there an actual ending point there yes okay yeah there's so. a big sign that says end of trail okay so. yeah. but we we see a lot of um frogs on the trail at night especially if it rains and it's rained on us um and that's fun because sometimes you can't avoid them and we've seen possums um i think at one point there were some dogs that came down to the trail um i don't think they actually chased them yeah but we've never had anybody bother us you know we're just just running. Just running. In the middle of the night, <laughs> like Forrest Gump. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice, uh, I can't tell you enough about, you know, what a ministry you have. I mean, you know, all your experiences, your struggles, and your, you know, your great success has all been used for you then to hate, help young girls that were like you were. And so I really appreciate all that you've done in, in supporting uh our teams, and I, I think running sports at Briarwood's a great, great community to be involved in. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama, and each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.